the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. podcast right here on the radio misfits podcast network the best podcast network in the world filled with incredible entertaining varied informative awesome uh podcasts that you can check out at radiomisfits.com and please uh, when you check out all of our podcasts at radiomisfits.com please take the time to give us your feedback rate review us spread the word check us out on every single platform in the world and this is episode 85 of the nick d podcast uh, thank you for checking us out. Hey, you want to be a sponsor? Would you like to advertise on our podcast? Lots and lots and lots of people listen to this podcast. You'll reach a bunch of people. You want to be a sponsor? You want to advertise? Contact us. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Say, hey, I want to advertise, and we'll get back to you. Sales at radiomisfits.com. You want to be a part of the podcast in any possible way? Leave your voicemail message 24-7. The voicemail messages are uh, are open. The voicemail line, anytime you want to call and leave a voicemail message of any kind, a question, a comment, you want to contribute, you want to request a megaphone message, you just want to be a part of the podcast in any way, we invite it, we love it, 773-417-6948. Drop us an email, 247nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Wide open for you. It is episode 85, and I'm very excited because we are going to Welcome to the show, a person who has been a part of every single episode, all 85 episodes of the podcast, and that would be Jason Skaggs. Jason Skaggs is the man responsible for that opening theme that you just heard, for the congratulations theme that you are going to hear, for Esmeralda's theme song, for all the theme songs to the regular guests that you hear, uh, some of the uh, wacky uh, uh, um, bits that we do, some of the yammers, some of that stuff, anything that is sound-related, jingle-related, song-related, the brilliant Jason Skaggs puts that together and gives it to us um, as part of uh, working with this po- working with us on this podcast. I've known Jason for many years. He used to work at WGN, the car wash. We worked together there for several years. He's an incredibly talented, crazy dude that I love. And he's flying in from Houston just for one night to be a part of our live podcast uh, recording at Zany's in Rosemont. He is flying in for that one night. So that he can play the opening themes, he can play Esmeralda's themes, he, can, he did the jingle for my dad's joke. He's going to be live on stage with his instruments, we're going to talk to him, you're going to get to meet him, you can say hello to Jason, get your picture taken with Jason, he is a genius. But we got requests from people saying, hey, I want to know who Jason Skaggs is, you mention him all the time, we hear the music, we hear the things, we hear the jingles, we hear the bits, and they're all great, but we don't know the man. So I'm going to interview Jason Skaggs, and I've never interviewed him before. Like I said, we worked together for years uh, at WGN many years ago, known each other for a long time. He's been creatively part of this podcast and an integral part, a very, very important part of this podcast since we began almost a year ago. Um, so we're finally going to interview him. And we, you know, I got emails, I got voicemails from people saying, hey, 
Why don't you get Jason Skaggs on? We want to know more about him. So everything you've ever wanted to know about the brilliant Jason Skaggs, who does all of the uh, music and the themes and uh, the audio for this podcast, you're going to know everything about him. And you can meet him if you come to Zany's in Rosemont on Tuesday, November 15th. Me, Esmeralda, and Jason on stage doing the podcast live, interacting with the crowd, having a lot of fun with the topics. We have great prizes to give away that we're going to be giving away. Gift cards to Apt Electronics. Gift cards to the greatest restaurant on the planet, the Gale Street Inn. Check out galestreet.com. All of those prizes. My dad's going to come up and tell a joke. We've got a special surprise guest, lifelong Chicagoan, uh, who I guarantee you will be one of the most entertaining guests that you will ever see live. And you can meet this person, get pictures with this person, and hang out. It is going to be unbelievably entertaining. It's going to be unbelievably fun. It's going to be fun for everyone to be a part of. We're recording it. It's going to be a great, great night, and you need to get your tickets now and be a part of the fun. Me and Esmeralda live on stage. Jason Skaggs live on stage. Special surprise guest. My dad's coming up to tell a joke. You're going to be a part of it, and it's all going to be recorded. It's going to be a special night, and you need to be there, and you need to get your tickets now. And speaking of Jason Skaggs, he also is responsible for this. Hey, everybody going to tell you what's going on November 15th. That's a Tuesday up at Rosemont talking about Zanes. That's Jason. That's Skaggs. We're going to learn more about him in just a couple of seconds. But yes, get yourself some sexy-ass tickets. Let's pack the place. It's going to be amazing and fun and hilarious. Lots of uh, regular things that we've been doing on the podcast we're going to do live. Um, It's just going to be great. Tuesday, November 15th, the Nick D Podcast live at Zany's in Rosemont. Call the box office at 847-813-0484. Go to the website. Get your tickets for Tuesday night, November 15th. It all starts at 730. Rosemont.Zanies.com rosemont.zanies.com box office 847-813-0484 reserve your tickets now it's going to be a blast on tuesday night november 15th 7 30 at zanies and rosemont the nick d podcast live god it's going to be great and uh esmeralda is back from iceland yes she was in iceland her boyfriend's brother got married uh so we're going to learn all about iceland and all about her adventures in iceland and uh, we'll talk about some crazy wedding stuff as well so we're thrilled to have esmeralda back from her trip I hope she's not too jet-lagged, but we are going to talk to Esmeralda. Uh, and, of course... Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. That's right. Carrie wants you to come out to Zany's in Rosemont, too, on Tuesday, November 15th. And, uh, yeah, Jason Skaggs is going to be joining us, man. He is just... Uh, he's an interesting, crazy dude, and I've never interviewed him before. And I don't even know what I'm going to ask him. I, Honest to God, I have not written anything down in terms of prep. I know the guy, I know his work, I know he's a genius, and I'm just going to ask him some questions. So at your request, my podcaster uh, listeners and subscribers, you were like, let's learn about Jason Skaggs, and you're going to. And uh, here's something else Jason Skaggs did before we officially say hello to him. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jag 
I am uh, beyond thrilled to welcome to the show uh, a guest that I've known for a long time. First time guest. First time I've ever actually had this person on my show in any kind of personal capacity. Uh, you've uh, you've heard him. Yeah, man. Yeah, you Ooh, have. Yeah. yeah. You have heard him. Um, and uh, and we this is actually a request from several podcast uh, uh, subscribers and listeners via email, via voicemail. Uh, wondering who Jason Skaggs is. Uh, Jason Skaggs is the guy responsible for many, all, everything. Uh, music related, theme related, song related, jingle related. Um, and people are like, who is this Jason Skaggs guy? And um, is it safe to meet him at Zany's in Rosemont on Tuesday, November 15th when we do the podcast live? Um, and I say, yes, it is. And uh, so, it, you know, as a way of getting to know everybody who's worked on this podcast, I say hello to my good friend, Jason Skaggs. Hi, Jason. Hello. Hey, you scared me for a second. I, thought you'd I had it away. on mute. I had it on mute. I'm good. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. There you are, man. How are you, buddy? I am good. I am good. glad to be a part of this. I'm so well, honored. Jason, I love you, man. You know that. And um, I, I just want to say that uh, personally, let me just run down. Some of the stuff that you... Well, first of all, let me... A, a real quick one. Let me play this, okay? Because, you know, people who listen to the podcast regularly, the subscribers, the listeners, the people, by the way, Jason, who are very intrigued by you. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me just play just a, a quick example of what Jason Skaggs has done, and then I'll go down the list of the things just specifically for this podcast. But this is one of my favorite things. It's my oldest law firm. In this crazy world, we have some pretty crazy laws. It's time to fight back. It's my oldest law firm. With some crazy lawyers. It's my oldest law firm. Are you the victim of some ancient guideline? We're looking at you, South Carolina. Apparently, horses can't be kept in bathtubs. Ugh. I mean, like I knew that. It's my oldest law firm. We'll fight for you. Now, let's be clear. Regular law? They have no clue. Obscure law? They're the ones. Esma Oles Lawfer. Esma is the lawyer. Nick's the bitch. Esma Oles Lawfer. So remember, if you find yourself in Arkansas, it's illegal to mispronounce the word Arkansas. But don't worry, you have Esma Oles Lawfer. Esma Oles Lawfer. 773-417-6948. Esma Oles Lawfer is fake and completely made up. And if you thought this was real, man, you really need help. Esma Oles Lawfer. Esma Oles Lawfer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, uh, Esmeralda and I uh, have a tendency to talk about really ridiculous laws that are still on the books. And we sure. And I, and I, and I called you up. I was like, hey, man, we need uh, kind of a theme or a jingle for that. And you gave that to me in like, I don't know, 24 hours. Yeah. Um, well, all day. That, I, my, it never shuts off. So. Well, the, the thoughts just keep on coming <laughs> and they and they're and they're great thoughts and they're weird thoughts. And that's one of the things I've always loved about you since I met you back in the days at the car wash at GN. Um, real quickly, the Manson Brothers theme is you. Dr. Keith Lipinski, our wrestling guy, is you. Steven Tobolowski, who, by the way, loves his theme. Uh, He's Skaggs. awesome. They're all awesome. Um, they're awesome Jim, people. Jim Ryan, our music guy. That theme that's is my done favorite by. one. It's that's a, my favorite one. He loves it so much. That's a great one. Uh, Josh Robert Thompson, one of your heroes. Uh, you made he's you awesome. did his theme. Dana yeah. DiLorenzo, my future ex-wife, Dana. 
Uh, you did her theme. Herb Weissbaum, our consumer man. Uh, Tom man, Appel, I've done a lot. Our car guy. Dan Feinberg, yeah. our TV guy. The Esmeralda theme. The legendary Esma theme. That's how she got her nickname. The sultry. The sultry intro. <laughs> uh, the Ooh. congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast Jagoff yep. theme. Uh, our opening theme. And, of course, dating back some years, Nick's dad tells a joke. A jokey, that's jokey, the jokey, one joke. right there. That's, that's the, the legendary one. one. That's, yeah, that's the classic, right? That's the classic. I went back prepping for this uh, interview, and I went back. I'm like, how many? It was 2012 or 13, so it's almost a decade. Yeah, it's 2013 because that's when I got the, I think, full-time. I got the full-time overnight gig in 2013. So I think that's when you did it, when it became, yeah, when it became a weekly thing on my show. I've got Um, a quick story about that. Yeah. Dan Segru sent me an email. This was after I did, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe I did. This is my former producer at WGN. Yes. Yes. He sent me an email after hearing some things. I just, on a whim, I thought this might be something. And I did the, um, oh, God. Hey, what's that guy's um Christopher Which, Walken. Corner. Oh yeah, Walken. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When it, the Christopher Walken reads children's books in a corner, right. Right. <laughs> for some reason I thought that was like Jack and Jill, and I've sent that to you in you know, like a four or five versions, and then a couple days later I think Dan sent an email and said, "Hey, um, we're gonna do a thing with his dad," and I think I probably read the email wrong, and I really don't know, but I wish I had that email. But I, I think I read jokey joke. That's where it came. I was like, well, since he says jokey joke, I'll put that in there. But it probably wasn't even on the email. It probably wasn't even on the email. It was probably just me thinking. I'm like, I'll just make a jokey jokey time. Dude, that is so you. That is yeah. so you. And it um, stick. It, it stuck. Told people love it for yeah. you for 10 years now. Guys, i got to play it acoustically now. You are. You're going to play it live uh, acoustically yeah. at Zanies and Rosemont on Tuesday, November 15th. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so those are just some of the things. And in, 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 in addition to the stuff that, uh, I, I know that you worked on at WGN. Now, before we go back to how you got started in this crazy world, let's talk about, um, the GN years. Okay. Okay. And then I want to go back before that, but some of the okay. stuff that you did for GN, sure. uh, cause you did commercials for GN. What, so what was your actual title when they hired, and it was Todd Manley who hired you or no, 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 no. Uh, it was pig vomit, right? It was, uh, uh, uh yep. Matheny, Kevin Matheny. Kevin Tell Matheny. me about that. Yeah. I, coming off the heels of Atlanta, and we'll talk about that, I was the corporate director for Cumulus across the country for a bunch of radio stations. But I moved to WGN. Um, Kevin Matheny hired me for one station I could focus on, and it was seemed like it was a great idea. And it was. It was. It would, I loved WGN. I still yeah. do. But what it's morphed into, I think we're on the same page, and I'll just leave it at that. So yeah. when I got to WGN, um, I'm walking down the halls. And I hear a commercial, and I'm thinking, "What the heck? That, yeah. I did that in Atlanta." That's and I went, I went to somebody in the hallway. It's like, "How long has this been running?" They said, "This has been running way before you." I said, "That's me." No, it can't be you. I said, "This is me. I did it in Atlanta for a Rockford uh, radio station, and yeah. that Rockford radio station um, presented it globally." Yeah. the whole company, and it runs on every market. So I'm like, I had no idea. And here it is. <laughs> yes, this is me. And what I you did went, was... You walked in, I'm sorry, you walked into GN in the hallways, the hollowed hallways of WGN yeah. back in the Trib Tower. Right. You walked in and... You I know, heard it as, overhead. It's piped in, whatever, you know, whenever yep. you walk into a radio station of any kind anywhere in the country, yep. it's piped into the speakers. You can't get away from it. Right. And you, and and I you, hear, my- hear, and you hear yourself. That's insane. And I'm like, this is me. And they were like, this is not. And I did the voice. And they were like, oh, my God, that's huge here. And I'm like, oh, boy, 
Here we go. This is the spot that I'm talking okay. about. Driving in my car, beep, beep, obeying the law, sure is neat. Hope no one wrecks into me. Oh, wait a minute. Here comes a car. It's my lucky day. Plenty of time to get out of his way. But in real life, it happens this fast. Driving in my car, beep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jason, I heard that and played that spot 9,000 times. times, I bet. Well, yeah. here's the thing. When I did it, when I got the request to do it, they here's a script, and then here's a little here's a little peek behind the curtain of Jason Skaggs. I will yeah. do a commercial for him, just exactly what's presented. I will do that, and then I'll do an option B. Here, try this, just because some people don't do that, and that's yeah. one of the weapons I have. I'm like, if you don't, if, if you want just a cut and dry commercial, fine, you're yeah. paying for it. But I try to put so much into everything I do. Because I just love audio and I love yeah. everything about it, and I'm yeah. like, here's here's an, and they ran. I didn't even know they ran with it, and and, it, <laughs> and so, so you I didn't discover it until you heard it at GN <laughs> that they ran with that version, right? Right. Oh, and, and apparently, amazing. it's ran like all over Canada, and they tried to revamp it uh, for because it is kind of. I I didn't know I was doing a spot. I was just doing a character. I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. all I was doing. Anyway, moving on. Well, okay, wait, but you know, what, let's go instead of instead of uh, because that goes back to the beginning. Let's go. Let's go to the beginning, and then we'll get to GN when we get to GN. Let's go on the. Let's just go down the Jason Skaggs timeline. Um, yeah. do, did you listen to you know like uh, talk radio? Did you listen to radio a lot when you were growing up? Uh, was it something that you were interested in? And yes, and, and, and obviously you're a musician. All that Absolutely. stuff. Tell me about growing up as Jason Skaggs, if that's Absolutely. possible. Absolutely, it's radio is in my blood because of my awesome dad. And he's an awesome. I mean, you're close with your dad. Yeah, we have gotten my dad and I have gotten closer as we get older. I think because we get wiser. But he was in radio when I was a kid, and he he was at a station uh, where I grew up in, in Muskogee, Oklahoma, KMUS. And the guy was the chief engineer. He was a sales uh, sales rep. He did the morning show. He did wow. you know he he they, in these small stations. And this was back when AM played hits. You know what I'm saying? Back in yeah. the early, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. And I was fascinated by it, and I loved it, and I thought, this is great. And then, you know, I started to play drums. I'm actually a drummer, and I started to play drums. And right out of high school, I didn't know what to do. My brother was uh, in the service, and I thought I wanted to do that. And then I just like, you know what? I got to do something that's going to make my me happy. And so I went to the local radio station, which actually was in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where I graduated in Prairie Grove, Arkansas, mm-hmm. a little small town. And I was begging. Nick, I begged the program director for three months every day. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to get thrown in jail, but I didn't want money. I said, I, wanted, I just want to work here. I want to be a part of the magic, the happiness. And the guy was like, wow, you're, you're green and you're like hungry for it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, I want to be part of it. <laughs> and and he uh i've i finally got uh my first gig at a small radio station and i nick i was horrible i i i was so nervous i had a very um a very big arkansas uh, draw uh, right. and i had to work sure. on my speech and sure. and i had to play back these air checks and i was just so nervous i was writing everything down and the only so the only zen I could have that I found was in the production room because my on, my on air was was phoned in. It was like, you know, ninety two point one KKEG, Rock in Northwest Arkansas, and I was trying to be somebody, but I could yeah. not be myself unless I was in the production room. Right. And when I'm in the production room, if I mess up, I can push stop and go back and fix it. Yeah, and that yeah. was my method. Yeah, and I loved it, and I did that for 
many years in um, in Fayetteville, and then I moved to Joplin, Missouri, for ten years, and I was that's where I really started to sharpen the saw and my skill of writing and producing, and I was a full time production person. I really started to. Uh, I got off the air basically. I'm like, I'm, I'm not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People yeah, have yeah. their set skills, and I realize that I'm not. Yeah. I'm better behind the scenes, and I love it. And and, and to be honest with you, the reason why I, I took that uh, the leap from on air to production is because of one person's advice. They said, hey, "Listen, if you really want to make." Uh, well, no. If you don't want, to, if you if you want to be secure, <laughs> if there's such thing as radio secure and radio, find a, <laughs> yeah. find a way to make money for the company. I'm like, shoot, I'm just going to make commercials. That's still in production. That's still kind of programming. I'm just going to make commercials, and I fell in love with it. And you ride the fence between programming and sales, and you keep the sales happy and the on air happy, and you keep the clients happy, and you seem to be fine. And and yeah. that's where I kind of really took off was in Joplin. There was it was almost like a college training session because every day was just a grind and i i I really cared about what i did and i'm talking about commercials at this point not not music it was all about commercials my my career and the first couple of years in joplin i thought i could read the back of an oatmeal box and make it sound good like you know niacin coming this weekend yeah you know all all that stuff because i could put zaps and zings behind it and then i was just in that world of making club spots and making them, you know, changing your voice and filters. And then I started getting some marketing books about what the hell I'm saying, you know, the script. And I really, really took a deep dive into some Wizard of Ads and Dan O'Day and all these marketing tools that I had. I really worked hard at learning them myself. I couldn't afford them, but I got every tape I could get. I got every book I could get. And I really went to town on honing my my skin. I'm still learning today, but yeah. that's where it took off. And then, um, am I going too deep? No, man. This? No, not at all. Let me ask you this though: as someone you know who who dove deep into that, uh-huh. um, and uh, uh, here's I don't know. This maybe might be a dumb question. Are there icons and heroes in your world? People who yeah, have done. A- Production yeah. people who do that kind of stuff are there heroes that you looked up to that were that they're were all like, annoying just like me they're all annoying who wants their <laughs> commercials who wants those here <laughs> were there yeah. guys and were there guys and women that, that you were like man shit that's so good absolutely absolutely who, who, there's a oh god Steve McKenzie he's up there my best buddy uh, but buddies Panama Jack and Fransman who I call on the regular just to get ideas because we're always thinking about stuff like just you know this last night we had this bit with uh. It, it's it's a new cologne. It's called Desperation, Perspiration, the scent of Musk, Elon Musk. <laughs> Smells like Asperger's and money. Musk, Elon. And or another does one. It, does, it idea, do- does it cost eight? Does it cost eight dollars? Cost one billion dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another one is like uh, the Bee Gees vacuum cleaner. It's like you know, ah, reach behind those hard to reach spaces with the Barry Gibb setting. The, introducing the Barry Gibb BG's vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I, this stupid stuff. Uh, no, see, this is this is what I love about you, man. You're fucking nuts, and I love that. Um, and and so 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 that's what you you did. You did the commercials and and uh, yeah. and, and things like that. And um, uh, so, how long were you? What? Where did you? How'd you get to Atlanta from? From okay. So in Joplin, there was a pivotal pivotal moment when uh, I think it was 2004. Okay. 2005-ish, where 
I was really, really trying to uh, be a nominate to be nominated for the the grand poobah of them all for all of radio commercials. It's like the Grammys of music. This is called the Radio Mercury Award. Yes, and I it's know. held. It, yeah, it's held in New York. Yep. And uh, I submitted, and 2005, I was a finalist for two two spots. One was the radio category, and one was the inaugural 30 second category. In the 30 second category. Anybody could put in. It, it, it could be big agencies. It could be production houses. It could be anything, including yeah. radio stations. Yeah. That happened to be the year that I won in the 30-second category, which, which a radio station person beat out agency work, which was Ooh. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a 30-second commercial for a little mom-and-pop store, which got the recognition of, of uh, one of the bigwigs at Cumulus Media, which hired me away to Atlanta. So if it wasn't for this spot, it's, it, it sparked everything, and, and I'll play it for you. It's, okay. It's, um, this, is, this is the job that got you with Cumulus, that got you to e- Exactly. Okay. And they won the Mercury Award in 2005. Okay. Ant. Acid. Ant. Arctica. Ant. Elope. Ant. Anthology. Antibody. Antidote. Anticipation. Antifreeze. Antisocial. Ant. Jemima. Think that's irritating? Try actual ants all over your kitchen, in your garage, backyard, <laughs> even your food. Ants need to die. The only thing ants ever did is a movie, and that's about it. Call Alert One Pest Control when you see one ant, because if there's one, there's probably 8,541 more. Alert and Pest Control, 624-5144 or 800-533-5918. See their ad in names and numbers. That was it. That's great, man. That was it. That's great. Wow. That, that's, that's what started it. started it. And then I went to Atlanta and worked there for about five to eh, maybe eight years. It, it was almost ten. Five yeah. to ten, and yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of foggy. But then I went to WGN, and I did a lot of things at uh, the corporate for Cumulus, and then I went to WGN, and uh, man, it, I love that. I love Chicago. I really do. I miss I miss a lot of restaurants. There's some really good things that there. Less uh, I miss a lot of people for sure. I, you know, listen, I'm I'm biased because I grew up here, man. Uh, sure. I, you know, I've been here my entire life. I've never lived in the suburbs. Never lived anywhere but in the city. Uh, it's the best city in the world. Uh, yeah. And I, and I love it. And I love being here. And you know, being a part of, you know, uh, the history of WGN is mind-blowing to me because I grew up listening to it. Yeah. Uh, that was the radio station that I listened to, that my parents listened to. I, you know, and then I was brought in by, you know, my hero, Roy Leonard, uh, you know, brought me in. And just to be part of WGN for as long as I was there for 35 years. I was with that place for 35 years. Let me um, tell you, when I, when I got to Chicago, I had a thing in my head about wanting to hear some really good AM radio and be like, you know what? I want to hear some, like a, something I can lock into and love. And that was you. You are my Howard Stern. And as Morell is like the Robin, you guys are good radio. I love I, – I, I was trying to listen to other people on this. They're all good. But yeah. I, I liked your style, your approach, your – everything about your show because i was like this is this is this is it i, I love nick wow. digilio's show so i respect that so much for for what you do and what and how you everything about it so i'm well, a big supporter here's the thing and the first time i had heard your stuff uh you know floating through the through the airwaves uh at gn at that time um and um it was a it was a tumultuous time the guy who hired you was not well liked right um and and, and was not well liked and there was a period of time when we were all kind of like Am I yep. going to be fired? Am I? And because they, you know, they got rid of Kathy and Judy, they got rid of Cochran, they changed everything. They experimented massively and mm-hmm. horribly with that radio station at that time, um, and we were all kind of on edge. And he was a bit of a dude, man. I mean, there's a there's a 
There's a reason why Howard Stern wrote a book about the guy, yeah. you know, um, and he was something. And and I, the, the best thing he ever did was hire you, as far as I'm I concerned. I appreciate that. I appreciate um, that. But I had difficulty with this dude, and then you know, so it was a very interesting and weird time. And so I was, it was, it was sort of an intense stomach in knots kind of a time. Uh, yeah. Not unlike the last two years I worked at the station. Yeah. Um, and um, and so I'd heard your stuff, and I kind of knew who you were. And I was like, man, you know, and I had heard, I heard some of the this guy's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it really wasn't until Kevin was gone. Cause he lasted yeah. about two years. Right. Uh, almost two years. Uh, I remember he got canned Thanksgiving, 2010, because I went out and I partied. Um, and, and, and then it was kind of after that, when I became more aware of you Yeah, and, and, and more aware of what you did. And I remember you stopping me, me in the hall. This was like, at, at that point now, we were we moved everything up to the seventh floor. Because for a long time, all the offices were down on the first floor. Which, uh, by the way, the first floor was the best. Was that was the best. Yeah. That was and now it's, it was like a worn-in chair. It was like comfy. It was you know what it is now? Uh, yeah, it's a restaurant. Or it's not. It, is no, it, they tore down the restaurant? No, the restaurant's gone. It's now a combination of uh, Foxtrot Coffee and the History of Ice Cream Museum. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. soul i know dude i walk hurting. past the history of ice cream museum whenever because you know that i'm a regular now on the steve cochran show on wls i'm speaking yeah. of cumulus yep. um i am now a regular on on there and every time i walk through because i walk uh past you know i walk through uh pioneer court every day you know every yeah. friday when i go down and i walk past that ice cream thing and that and the ice cream uh museum is where uh, uh, roy leonard's uh, office used to be it's now an ice cream museum <laughs> It's so much mixed emotions in that. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Oh but no, God. yes. But when we moved up to the to to, to the seventh floor uh, of the Trib Tower, uh, I remember walking down the hallway of the seventh floor of the Trib Tower, and you stopped me, and you went, "Hey, man!" and uh, and, <laughs> and and said you you loved my show, you listened to me, you thought it, you said all those kind of things that you just said about me a few minutes ago, and I was like, "Well, shit, man, back to you," because I love what you're doing and all that stuff, and that's when we first sort of like talked and bonded. But I'd been a fan. Um, and I remember, um, some of the stuff that you did. Cause I remember one of my favorite things you ever did. And I'd known you by this point. I knew your work. I knew who you were and I knew what, and what was your title at GN? Because we did have Duff. We had Duffy. Duffy was imaging. Yeah. And he did all the stuff that's, that's changed out daily. I mean, all the WGN sports stuff. I, I helped him a little bit, not that yeah. much because he had his, he was really good. He just. It's awesome what he does. Duffy's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah, one of my he's, favorite people. He's, yeah, he's awesome. He, yeah. um, I helped him out on a. Do you remember the remember the tune? Remember, uh, oh, what the fox say? Oh, well, yeah. somebody wrote. Uh, one of the sports guys had an idea of what does the hawk say, and it was coming yeah. off the heels of of uh, one of, of a win or something, and they said Skaggs would be perfect. And so I whipped out a, a parody, if you will, of what does the hawk say, and and then Duff kind of built it, but I sang it. Yeah, and so they we got some mileage on that for for a little bit for WG, and it was kind of big. But yeah, yeah um, Duffy was there. My title was really the production creative director, the right? Creative production director. So well, I, my job daily was was pleasing the sales reps and the clients. Gotcha. Yeah, and I gotcha, and that's a that's a great job, an important job, and you, and you and your creativity was through the roof. And I want to say this: one of my favorite things that you ever did, besides, so you you did some crazy shit for my show, just exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> for my show, little drops that I would put in every once sure. in a while. Uh, but one of my favorite things that you ever did that I, whenever I, I just made me laugh every time. And every time we played the commercial, I gave you full credit for it. The, the Azuzman Park. Oh, 
the oh, Santa's Village, Santa's right? Village. Santa's yes. Village, the amusement park when Here it was when, uh, uh, the amusement park. I have a secret <laughs> that I must tell you. I've been waiting all year just to meet you. You should come check me out. I am a reindeer. I'm at Santa's Village Zoo's main park. Hence the sleigh bells. My name is Blitzen. I am now dancing. I am the pretty one. My hooves are cloppery. Santa Claus is here. You should meet him. It's so much fun for your whole family. I cannot wait to meet you. We are located in East Dundee. Yeah. Oh, so now that's one. That's one of them. But there was one where you were like, "It's the amusement park," where you uh, did like narr- narration. That's a great one, though. But see, it's that kind of shit that caught my attention. I'm like, this guy's nuts, and it's fantastic. I uh, thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Doing I, the weird voices and the dropping yeah. and the music, and like, who, who? My name is Blitzen. Where the hell my, does that come I from? Don't know. <laughs> there and at, at, at WGN, I actually won. Uh, I have this queued up because I got a couple commercials. Um, yeah. The Oak Park Natural Pet and Fish was my second Mercury Award in 2012. Okay. All right. This is the shit right here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what, what Bob Coyne, uh, the seller's yep. rep, uh, yep. s- said, hey. Still uh, there. Still, still there. there. He, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yep. He yep. said, hey, we want to do a commercial for Oak Park Pet and Fish. And <laughs> I said, how far can I push the envelope? You know, what, what do I got? Um, uh, whatever. Do, do what you do. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh-huh. So what I did was, and here's a little peek, yeah. I turned off all the lights in my studio. And I love doing that because it you don't need to look at anything when you're thinking about radio and audio. You need to right. really dive into it. So I turned off all the lights, and I pulled up a random music bed in our catalog. And I wrote the commercial to that bed. Just and the commercial, randomly. Just randomly. Randomly, yeah. And I, yeah. it was uh, – sorry if dogs are barking. That's all right. Um, um, it ended up being like a minute 30. And then I cut some things down. I'm like, this is actually not that bad because it tells a story. And so th- this is the one that uh, won the second yeah. Mercury Award in, in 2012 in New York. And it's okay. for Oak Park Pet and Fish. Here we go. My exotic fish looked at my cat. My cat looked at my dog. My dog looked at the mailman. And the mailman handed me a piece of paper. That piece of paper read, The best high-end pet and fish store in Chicago is now open, just north of the Eisenhower on Harlem. It's called Oak Park Natural Pet and Fish! The Circle of Life. Oak Park Natural Pet and Fish. It's so awesome. It makes the other pet and fish doors look like fools. On sale this week, clownfish. You know, Nemo, two for a dollar. There you have it. By the way, Jason, again, played it <laughs> 9,000 <laughs> times a night right. on my show. Yeah, uh, yeah that's I had great a lot stuff. of fun there, man. No, yeah. it sounds like it, too. And I love the fact that you told me that you turn out all the lights because you have an interesting creative pro- – how would you describe your creative process? Because – you know, like when I when I do get to talk to you, and I talk to you pretty regularly because you're kind enough. Uh, you know, like I'll send you an email or I'll drop you a text and say, "Hey, man, I'm doing this bid or I got this guest. Can you write this?" And then every time, 
it's fucking gold every time. And I appreciate that. It's so subjective. I don't know. Some people probably be like, ah, oh, that that thing again, because I know I, I know that Gerber thing is not top shelf, but it stuck. I, mean, I don't I don't know. I no. I do know this. I know the things that there is a process that I know that um, you got to surprise Broca, and that's going really deep. And that's yeah. a part of the brain that loves the unexpected. Yeah. That uh, you think something's going to go one way and then it, it turns. And yeah. then it's like, what the hell? So yeah. I put those things in there on a lot of things that I do. And also I try to leave with something because um, a lot of big agencies will write copy and, you know, they just don't leave it hanging. I try to, you know, put something at the end where it yeah. ties it back together. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a little thought that goes on to the madness. Yeah. But after doing it for 28, almost 30 years – you you know what more not to do? Yeah, well, I guess. you know, but like like you said, for that piece that you just the the the, the pet store uh, mm-hmm. piece, the pet and fish uh, piece that you did there, you shut off all the lights. Are there other things that you kind of do in order to get the juices flowing? Because you you've got you and I don't mean this as an insult. You got a weird mind, Skaggs. And, and <laughs> that's fine. And yeah. I mean that in and I mean that as a goddamn compliment. I wouldn't want you to be a part of every single podcast episode if I didn't think you were amazing. But it's 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 not the, not the usual shit that you kind of hear. So what it, you know, turning off the lights, things like that. What are other yeah. things that you do to where like, man, I got to get my juices going. What do I do? Yeah, well, yeah, to to force it. If you if you're in a if if I'm if I'm in a deadline crunch and I don't I, if I feel rushed and crunched out, I'm like ah, I, I know tools to get me there faster. One okay. is turn off the lights. One is write to write something to something that you don't normally write to, like. I'll pull up just a sound effect, and I'll write to the sound of that. And I'm, you're already in the creative pool water at that point. You're not trying to force it. You're engaged, and you can start writing a story. Or yeah. uh, you, you, It's a little bit more compelling than just writing something down and then trying to find a music bed and then trying to find the pieces. These, those pieces are all coming together kind of constructively, but they're not fitting. You've got to make them fit at the end. When you're writing with a piece of music or thinking with something else – it's 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 almost like it's married already. Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. So that's no. that, that's that's something. And then another thing I do is I'll pull up the guitar or the piano and I'll just. Um, another trick is just to stay positive, because yeah. that's transferable all the way through, and it, it comes through with audio. And people's like, "Well, you seem like you're having fun," because I am. Well, if that's I, the thing. I, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing, Skags. Uh, and I'm not bullshitting you. You know. Uh, during that time in 2010-ish, and that you know that weird time, uh, I, I would always be like, I'd play your spots, and I'd be like, man, this guy is great, you know, and it would always brighten me up. Um, and one of the things that that I love about the everything that you've done for my podcast is that is that it adds a, a very positive vibe to it. And when I started this podcast, um, you know, I, I reached out to you, and you. I just you know I've said said I've said this on podcast episodes before, and I've talked to people about this. You have never said no to me once. You have never said, I don't know, man, uh, never. <laughs> you, you offered your talents to me to use because you said, look, man, I believe in you. I believe in your yep, talent. I did. And I was like, and this was at a time when I needed it because, I, as you know, Skaggs, I went through a real bad like year and a half um, after, I got, after I got Cam from GN you know, on a personal level. I've talked about this before. I fell off the wagon. Um, I started drinking again. I was in the hospital and it was really bad. And then I wanted to get back up on it and it took me over a year. And then finally I hooked up with Ed and Radio Misfits and I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'd never done a podcast before. You know, the first episode that I ever did, I never sat in front of a laptop with a microphone, you know, and an interface and, and you know, and, and any of that stuff. 
and it was all new to me. And for people who might think, well, yeah, you did radio, as you know, Skaggs, podcasts are completely different yeah. than radio. Yeah. It's a completely different animal. Absolutely. And I was really nervous. And, you know, and you were one, and Esmeralda immediately said, yes, I will do it with you. And my first guest was Rich Coase. Right. Spenguli. And he immediately was like, yes, no worries. And, and then you even came to me and said, look, whatever you need, I'll do it. And I'd even offer, you know what I mean? I didn't even yeah. say, could you, I didn't even ask. You immediately said, whatever you need here, boom, boom, boom. And you gave me the themes. You gave me the Esma theme. You gave me the opening theme. Um, and, I, and, and the positivity that I get from everything that you send me adds pleasure to doing this podcast. You know what I mean? I appreciate like it, it. Well, it, I, I do you know. believe in you. I do. And I think I, I'm a fan first off. I'm a fan first off. And I know that um, life has some situations where you're forced into a different chapter. And I've yeah. been through that before with going from Fayetteville, Arkansas to Joplin, to Joplin to Atlanta, Atlanta to Chicago, Chicago down to Houston. And those, those, those pivotal moments, you really look around and, you know, the people that are st- that are with you and stick and stick that those are those are good and I, I want to be that for a lot for everybody that I know I, I'm not like a jerk I'm not trying to be a jerk but I don't want to re- be remembered as a jerk and if there's something I could do that doesn't take me that long absolutely yeah. I'll help anybody especially well, you because you've always been good to me and uh, it's, it's well it's great listen, to do creative it, stuff and, and I know that there's a mutual respect that you respect sure. me and I respect I respect the hell out of you Jason I love what you do and I always have and you know a lot of the a lot of the here's the thing that makes what you've done over the years different is that um, when you're running, when you're running a, a, a radio show and you go to commercials, you rarely listen, right? Like you cut to a commercial. You're That's talking, my job is to get those listeners to stay. Right. That's exactly right. No, yeah. and I'm, I'm just saying personally as a host, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like as someone who's running a radio show, right? Uh, like I, like as soon as I go, okay, we'll be back after this. Boom. Uh, right. And then we hit the spots. I'm either communicating with my producer, or I'm doing oh, something I see. else, yes, or yes. I'm setting I'm setting up the next spot, or I'm setting up right. the next segment. You know, shit like that. And I'm like doing this. I'm setting them up every single time. Without even sometimes before I knew that you would do these commercials, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. This is true. Every single time I would stop and go, God damn, that's a good commercial. Every time, and it would always be one of yours. I so for, some, that. for someone who's been doing this shit for a long time, someone who's been part of the radio, who was part of that radio station for 35 years, to stop, prep, and go and listen for the 30 seconds and go, man, that's good, and then go right back into the next stupid-ass commercial, I, it was, it's <laughs> one of those things where every time one of your spots, before I knew who you were, I would stop and go, man, that's good. And, and then, you know, I was like, do we know who does this? And then, you know, like my producers would go, yeah, he's in the house. It's Jason Skaggs. I'm like, God damn, you know. And so, so in order to do, you know, that's what you're go supposed to do. Go buy that man lunch. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, exactly, man. And um, so. Well, I'm going to so, do that. I can't wait. But by the way, yeah, I, I appreciate that, man. That is so awesome that, that you, I didn't, I had no idea. I had no oh, yeah. idea. No, no, no. I mean, it would be like, oh, yeah, there's a good commercial. Oh, it's Jason Skaggs. And, and you know, and, and again, you don't hear it. You know, you know radio people, man. They don't listen to any of that shit. A lot of people, I was one of the few, I'm, I'm one of the few who would like, uh, in the control room, I would leave the volume up. A lot of hosts turn the volume all the way down. When they go yeah. to commercials, they don't even hear what's happening until they get a cue from the producer. You know, you're on in 20. You know what I mean? I right. would always have the volume up. I would listen to the commercials. I want to make sure everything, because if, if there was a moment of silence, if, an in, you know, if something went wrong in the, in the board or something went wrong, I wanted to make sure that it sounded okay. And whenever one of your commercials would pop up, I'd be like, man, that, that, that is good. And then got to know you and heard all your stuff and all of that. And, 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 um, and then the, the jokey jokey. Now, now yeah. you're going to perform. This has become <laughs> everybody's favorite. Now, as you know, my dad, who's now 81, who 
approaching 10 years of doing jokes on my show and now podcast. Um, uh, I, you know, my dad loves to tell jokes and I was like, you know, Cochran was like, you should have your dad tell a joke. Steve Cochran right. um, was like, you should have your dad tell a joke and make a bit out of it every morning, every Monday. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So that was Cochran's idea at the end of the well, show on Monday morning. It's gold because Total gold. I, I'm telling you, when I, 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 as just a listener and a fan, I would actually, <clears throat> I still do, would, um, that's, that's a, um, that's, that's a point of, of you've, destination you've, you've got you gotta you gotta check yeah. it out because it's new and, you, and it's it's so compelling that like oh well what's the, what's the joke this week did i miss right. the last week and you got yeah it's it's um it's 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 well, you, it, you struck gold on that one well <laughs> yeah that's just my dad man that's something right. i grew up with and i and i would have him every time he would call in because he would listen you know and, yeah. and he would call in he'd be up in the middle of the night you know the guy's like he was in his 70s of course he's up in the middle of the night he's got to pee 15 times so he, he'd call up, and I'd have him on. I'm like, Dad, tell him. And he would inevitably just, you know, you don't have to twist my dad's arm to tell a goddamn joke. Right. I can't it. wait for it. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to do this in two weeks? Is that two right? Two weeks. To, to the 15th of November, my dad's oh, going to come up on great. stage. And I think he's, you know, he's like, uh, he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I've been working on my set. I'm like, okay, Dad, take it easy. Take it easy, Dad. But anyway, so, 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 you know, like he would tell jokes, and, and Cochran's like, you should make that a regular thing. Yeah. And then that's when Sagru reached out to you. Now, now it's a legendary theme. I mean, it's just, it's the greatest theme ever. Um, <laughs> where did uh, Nick's dad tells a joke? It's a jokey jokey. Now, you told the origin of where jokey joke came from, but what, where did that, how did you write that? Um, it, it, it was fast. It was just yeah. fast. I mean, you know, it, I think it was just, I, I, I'll do something and, yeah. and it takes 15, 15, 20 minutes. And I look yeah. back, I'm like, did I try hard enough? And, and at some of those things, Here's one. I hate to go off to a different subject, but that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one happened actually pretty fast, and I did the next day. I thought, you know what would be actually clever? Because um, I wanted to give you a rim shot for the close. And I right. thought, what if I do a rim shot and then close it out, and that was joke, and just a real uh, package it bookended. Right. And I thought that would be kind of uh, packaged better. Right. So the next day I did that um, just for, for the end of the mind, joke. Yeah. yeah. The end of the joke, it was you, you gave us a rim shot, but then the 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 bookend of that was jokey, right. jokey, jokey. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's so, cool. It's, it's great. And people love it. But yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, sort of a kind of a similar story. Um, I don't, I'm not. Yes. Yeah, I tell you what you pick. You pick this. Uh, my pet DMV. Uh, Texas best plumbing three piece chicken. One of those. Let's go with three piece chicken. Okay, so <laughs> it's a fake company. My cousin uh, was at the University of Arkansas, and he was presenting a uh, company, uh, a brochure of like, this is a fake company. It's for his, uh, whatever, his marketing thing. And he yeah. reached out to me, and this was, I want to say, 4.50 in the afternoon. And okay. I wanted to be home because I live right by the, <laughs> the lake up there. I'm like, he's like, can you do me a, like a little little short little thing for this company that I'm fake company it's called three, it's it's called three piece chicken and the piece is a peace sign so it's a chicken uh and I'm like this is kind of not a bad a bad idea so um this one happened within like seven minutes okay and I I did it and then I went back and then kind of sweetened it and so okay. this is just a, a fake jingle and by the way he got an a on his uh, grade, oh so. very yeah, good. yeah here we go here we go Every restaurant has its place. Here's one you should stick your face 
It's in Prairie Grove And the name, it never gets old Three-piece chicken Hey, peace, man Three-piece chicken You have a good day Three-piece chicken I love you, too Say a three-piece chicken It's not a one It's not a two It's a three-piece chicken for me and you Three-piece chicken All you can eat Family-oriented Organic food Located in Prairie Grove, Arkansas Three-piece chicken Come on in yeah, stick it down your throat. That's fantastic, man. That's yeah, great. so little stuff like that where you're telling a story and using music at the same time. Yeah, that's I think that's where I'm my wheelhouse is basically. No, it is. It is. It's it's strong. And now you're still you're still doing uh, commercials every once in a while. We might uh, you know we might actually hear your voice if we're listening Ab- to certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I yeah absolutely commercials, uh, radio commercials, concert spots. I'm mm-hmm. very very. Trying to keep that balance of being a dad because I've got a uh, 18-year-old and an 8-year-old. She's about to turn 8, and she's yeah. everything to me. And so, yeah, yeah balancing all that stuff. And I've luckily, uh, I've got a studio at home, um, yeah. and COVID kind of helped, you know, lock in some uh, focus energy in my studio where I could, you know. I Actually, this is a cool story. In my, You can't see it, but in my studio in Houston— um, they were throwing out. I didn't steal them. They were throwing them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the first floor WGN when they gutted it when you were moving back up to the seventh floor, um, one of the engineers uh, was like, "Well, we're tossing these." I'm like, "No!" And it's, it's the sound baffles from Chris Duffy Studios. That that sound uh, those those walls. Yeah. All that soundboard they were tossing, and I'm like, "No." I got my Mini Cooper, and I drove right back to the tower, and I got as many as I could from the dumpster, and I now I've hung those, cleaned them up, and hung them up in my studio um, here. So, so you got, I, a, piece I think of, you got, you got yeah. a piece of WGN Studios. Absolutely. You in, know, your, in, the, in your studio at home. I'm a nerd like that. I mean, they were yeah. throwing – well, they were going to – well, they go through a lot of stuff like microphones and blah, blah, blah. And one was – one of those gooseneck mac- microphones, and they were yeah. about to pitch, and it was the one that hung – Outside the showcase studio, and uh, Corello, is it? Yeah. What's the? He, I said, Dan, hey, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. He the, he passed away. Yeah. Yes. Dan Corello. He, yeah. um, um, Jim. Sorry, Jim Corello. Jim. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, he gave it to me and I put it in a shadow box yeah. and put a label on it to the outside studio yeah. uh, microphone from these from these dates. You know, from this year to this year. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's cool. Oh, it's also you know, it's I legendary. Took, I mean, WGN is a legendary station. The, the the history, the heritage, everything about it, man. Absolutely. Um, you you know, want to hear another ta- spot? Yeah, real. Yeah, yeah let's, <laughs> let's hear another one. Tell me another one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get a Chicago one here. Um, okay. Is it, All right. I think my pet How many do you have, by the way? You, I can't even imagine. Here's the thing. I don't save tags like for all your Geico needs. I don't yeah. save that. Yeah, but for yeah. stuff like that, anything that has a little bit of a creative germ to it, yeah, yeah. I'll throw it in my category of stuff. And I've got 30 years almost of <laughs> God, stuff. And you can imagine. name a category yeah. of like um, uh, my pet DMV. Let me like, this is the third. All right. This here's a song about doggies. And if they 
ever decide to run off, get the official pet license ID at MyPetDMV.com. If you got a boxer or a schnauzer, just listen to the end announcer, or a pug or a poodle or a scyther and husky, go to MyPetDMV.com. MyPetDMV.com. Just in case your pet gets carded. <laughs> Yeah. It's great, man. Little stuff like that. Yeah. Little bitty 15s and 30s that, you know, tell a story and... Well, sticks to the listener. That's 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 my well, zen. It's worked over the th- over the course of the, all the years I've known you, man. And like I said, I very, I never ever would stop what I was doing during commercial break and go, "Wow, that's good." Never. And and when I did, it was inevitably it was one of your commercials. I'm not I'm not I'm not bullshitting. I mean, that's that's. Well, thank that's you, man. I appreciate that. I really and do. every everything that you've done for my podcast. And again, this is gratis, dude. You've done it for nothing. You haven't seen a dime. You're flying in on your when own. When you dime. get Oprah big, then I'll be like, <laughs> "Hey, man, Nick, I want a pool in my backyard too." Right. <laughs> Seriously. Well, no. Uh, I, I, why would I charge a, a good friend? Especially, yeah. you know, I, I would never. I would never, never, and, never, never. And, never, and never. your shit, it, it, your stuff adds so much to the to the podcast. And it, you know, like every time I play Esmeralda's theme, we, we you know, we're we're very, you know, it's very suave and awesome, and we love it. And people love it. She's now known as Esma. You're responsible. I know. For that, I, dude. I feel kind of bad because it, 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 it stuck. <laughs> that one stuck. And you know. here's the thing when i was recording it i was actually there's takes of me laughing because i'm like i came up with well i was i did the piano part i'm like you know esmeralda yeah 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 Yeah. get yourself some as so there's takes of me actually when i when i'm doing it in real time writing in real time i'm laughing i had to go back because i'm like that's it that's that's what i'm talking about the the broca and then in the the mind that that yeah yeah it's not it's unexpected but um it's, yeah, great. it's gonna be great doing it on well, the fifteenth. Here's the thing. Well, first of all, let me just since you did the work, let me just play this. Hey, everybody, gonna tell you what's going on November fifteenth. That's a Tuesday up at Rosemont talking about zaniness. We gonna put on a live show, so I suggest you do some clicking, get on the website and buy some tickets. I heard his dad's gonna close the show. Yeah, you can be there, don't you know? Get some tickets, baby. Yes, the, key, the key there is sexy-ass tickets. That's sexy the key. Ass. I can't wait for that Tuesday night just to go up to Chicago for one night. Yeah. I told my brother and a lot of my friends, I'm like, I'm going there for one night. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in a hotel, and I'm going to go to perform at Zany's. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah man. My well, good friend Nick is doing a live podcast, and I'm doing some of the music for or the music for, and I'm yeah. introing people. He's like, are you yeah. serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh. I told my dad. He's like, yeah, I've heard it before. <laughs> my, he's like, yeah, old for the Nick D. Yeah, I've heard that before. I'm like, well, thanks, Dad. I'm like, I, I think the thing's going to sell out. We're going to have a big crowd. I'll, I'll listen to well, it. Well, I hope so, man. I hope it sells out. I hope we have a huge crowd. And uh, everybody who is listening, get your tickets now. It's Tuesday, November 15th, 7.30, Zanies and Rosemont. Nick D. Podcast Live. Me, Esmeralda, Jason Skaggs live on stage. We have a mystery guest who I will reveal soon. Uh, my dad's going to come up and tell a joke. We have interactive stuff. We're giving away uh, gift cards from Apt Electronics and the Gale Street Inn, the greatest restaurant on the planet. You can get your tickets at 847 
or go to the website at rosemont.zanies.com and come up and say hi afterwards. Say hi to, to, to Mr. Skaggs, who's flying in for the one night all the way from Houston. Uh, you have no idea w- what that means uh, to me and to Esmeralda that you're going to be there, not just in spirit, but in actual person. And Absolutely. I, I wouldn't miss I it. for the, This This would be one of those things that after, uh, if I did miss it, I'd be like, I should have went to that. I, should, I really should, should have tried. I, well, this is one of those moments. And, you know and, and, we, and we hope it's the first of, of many to come. So if we have a big turnout, you know, Zanies has already told me. He's like, yeah, we'll host it again. Sure. Awesome. So awesome, anyway. Awesome. Well, listen, Jason, just a little peek into the mind of Skaggs. Is there one more uh, sound bite or commercial or bit that you want to play before we cut you loose? Is there anything you like? Yeah, this this is one that I really want to get in there before we before we cut you loose. Um, yeah, let's. Um, you could do okay. I could do Nordic Plow. I could do another. I could do the fishy jokes because there was a remember the Oak Park. Oh, fishy, do that. that was yes, yes, please. Yes. Okay, so yeah. uh, the first one was. Um, <laughs> we did I love campaign. these, by the way. I love these, dude. I love these. Yeah, we did like, oh gosh. When I say we, I mean Bob Coyne wanted six, and I'm like, okay, I'll do ten. Right, and so we did. So I did a bunch of them. So here's the here's one of them. It's fishy okay. jokes. Yep. Fishy jokes. Here we go. Fishy jokes, <laughs> part one. What did the fish say when he posted bail? I'm off the hook. Why don't fish like basketball? Because they're afraid of the net. Ugh. Which fish can perform operations? A sturgeon. What do you call a fish with a tie? So fish decayed. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Shh. That's not bad. Well, this will make you smile. A new fish from Oak Park Natural Pet and Fish. They offer fresh and saltwater fish, plus live aquatic plants and live coral, with tons of aquariums to choose from. Oak Park Natural Pet and Fish, just north of the Eisenhower on Harlem. They're not joking. They're serious about their fish. Join us for our January 20% off fish sale at Oak Park Natural Pet and Fish. Oh, man. Got a little tag there from one of the sales reps. I love the uh, the whole... Like the judging between each joke. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's well, my that, favorite. See, yes, because I, I am right there with a listener. If, if, if it's bad, I'll call it out. <laughs> and you know, I will. I'll be like, are you, there was a commercial I did. The, the script was so bad. I'm like, are you still with me? <laughs> you know? Because if you level with the listener, the listener's not dumb. Right, of course. The yeah. listener's very educated and smart, and they hear commercials a lot. You know, but if you know for for all your banking needs, man, I got some banking needs. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I, yeah. I will, I, yeah, I will call things that. Now, sometimes I'll use that as a tool. Like that's dislike. well, no, man, and that's what separates you from all the other uh, goofballs doing this stuff, man. You're, it's uh, what you do is great, and to have you as part of my podcast is, uh, it's just a dream, dude. And I love working with you, and you know that. Um, it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure, so, and anything you need, I'm there for you. And I'm, uh, let's see, t- say hi to Esma. I love her. I I'll give her a I, hug. She's, she's, she's going. By the way, we're going to segue right into your. Uh, uh, as soon as I say uh, goodbye to you, we're going to hear the Esma theme. That's how it's going to work. I can't wait. Here's the thing. I've got. I want to play the part. I'm going to be like Joe Cool. I'm going to have shades on with a Chicago hat. Be like, yeah. yeah. Anytime. Hey, hey, Jason. What do you think about the weather? Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> that's what's good. That's going to be your position <laughs> live know. at the Zanies. And I and I and I actually think that at some point, if we need you, you're going to grab the cordless mic and run out to the audience and sure. And, I'll do some, and do some stuff. With the, there you go. Uh, All right. Good. That's going to be at Zanies and Rosemont Tuesday, November fifteenth. It starts at seven thirty. It's the Nick D podcast live. 
847-813-0484 for your box office website, rosemont.zanies.com. Jason Skaggs will be there live. Jason, uh, you know, I know we only scratched the surface with you and your history, but I appreciate you taking the time to, because to, people wanted to know you, dude. They wanted the people where I got requests, email, and you heard the voicemail of people saying, who is this Jason Skaggs guy? And now I think we know a little bit more about you. Yeah, it's it's all about uh, audio and marketing and uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> music. It's yeah. all that combined all into one. There. That's that's my passion for there sure. There you go. All right, Jason, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, that's Jason Skaggs. He's the one, the only, and you will meet him live uh, at Zany's in Rosemont on Tuesday, November 15th. He's great. And here is one of his creations. This is a theme that we he, that we play on every episode. We're going to say hello to Esmeralda Leon. So let's see. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. As Jason Skaggs just described it, that song is sultry. As, uh, <laughs> as Jason Skaggs just, and uh, yes, and uh, yeah. Esmeralda, I know that you were not there during our, our just our, the conversation I just had with Jason. But Jason tells the story of how he wrote it. Oh, and, nice! Uh, it's, it's pretty funny, and how now he feels very uh, bad. I guess that you are now known as Esma, and it's all his fault. Oh, but right. I told him. I told him you. I told him you were fine with it, though. No worries. Yeah. No problems. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. Esmeralda is back. Well, you didn't miss her. Yes. Because, you know, we you. had a, while she was gone, I mean, it was a regular uh, for the people. Episode yeah, it worked we, out. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> the timing worked out perfectly. But welcome back. You were in Iceland for a Thank wedding. Thank you. I um, was, yes. And I can't wait to hear about it. I want to hear all about it. And, you, you know, you were there for, you, you got to spend some time in Iceland, not just Reykjavik, but but in other places and so we've yeah. got that and the wedding, and I can't wait to hear all about it. And I know, you know, this is also... Yeah, yeah man! Yeah. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah! So uh, that's, he's excited about it, too. Oh, of and course. look who misses you. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. She's got a big sign that says, Thanks, Welcome Carrie. back. She's got a big sign that says, Aww. Welcome back, Esma. Isn't that Hi, I'm sweet. Carrie Russell, and I Thanks, love Carrie. Nick's show. I know, I know, Carrie. I know. Hi, I'm Carrie okay. Russell, and right. I love Nick's Night. show. Okay, well, thank Hi, you, Carrie. I'm Carrie yeah, Russell, all right. and okay. I all right. love Nick's all show. All right. <laughs> well, Very you nice didn't, of her. this didn't happen to you. I think I broke my ass. That didn't happen while you were in there? Uh, no. Okay. I did, we did not hurt, uh, none of us hurt ourselves. No. Thank okay. goodness. Cool. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, uh, you know, and I'm glad I know you just got, as we record this, you just got back today, correct? Uh, yes. Or last, last um, night. Um, no. no. Uh, so <laughs> I, the uh, day Wednesday, Wednesday. Right. Okay. So as we'll people are that. listening to That's this it's two days ago, but, um, yes. now, now Iceland is a six hour flight. So. There is a possibility that you can get hit with a little bit of jet lag, correct? Six hours? Yeah, we, we conked out pretty quickly when we went home mm-hmm. um, at about 6 p.m. And 
6 p.m. here is about midnight, 1 a.m. over there. Right. So we it was sleepy time anyway. Right. So we, we fell asleep pretty fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, at about 10 or so. It's interesting because when I uh, the only time I've ever been overseas was uh, Ireland. Um, about 12 years ago I went. Mm-hmm. And um, that's an eight-hour flight. So it's only a couple of hours longer than Iceland. And um, I remember when we got back, uh, I had to go to work that night. I was on the air. This was when Ooh. I was doing overnights on Friday and Saturday. And it started at 10 o'clock on Friday nights. And uh, we landed at 4 p.m. from Ireland. And <sighs> I and then when I was – I don't know if there's a tape of that show around, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I was just – I don't even know <laughs> if I was speaking words. I, I remember just being completely out of it and, like, going – you know, I, I I had always heard about jet lag, but I never really experienced mm-hmm. it. But holy shit, is it real sometimes? <laughs> yeah, we actually, I tried to prep a little bit um, going. Uh, what I usually do is I, if I'm going overseas, I will get a flight that is um, later, as late mm. as I can get it, nighttime. So our, we flew out at about seven, seven something. Uh, so then, in turn, we landed at about six thirty a.m. Uh, their time. Yeah. So I um, then plan on sleeping on the flight as much as I can, right? Because then at least there's that whole like, oh, it was nighttime here, and now it's daytime there, right. rather than like, oh, it's you know, <laughs> right, daytime, well, and now yeah. it's not. You know, like it doesn't mess you up as much. And yeah. I downloaded an app called Time Shifter that is supposed to help you um essentially get essentially trying to handle the jet lag as best you can so wait, a few how, how days does before that, wait, how does that work so you tell them what flights you're taking uh and then they and then the thing makes essentially a plan for you and it tells you uh, a few days before so on tuesday i, I essentially started the plan which was you know you don't drink coffee up until a certain point you go to bed at this certain hour and then, you know, uh, don't get any sunlight during this time, get more sunlight during this. Oh, wow. um, and then it'll eventually, when the day comes, like on that day, it told me sleep on the plane. And then when you get up, no sunlight for like an hour or something like that, like just wow. put on sunglasses if you can help it. And then sunlight, like you get all the sun, get all the sun, get all the sun. And it, I think it helped. Wow. I took That's melatonin. On the plane too to try to help me get to sleep better. So yeah. I think it, I think it helped. I think it what's helped. This, uh, I'm sorry. What's what's this app called again? That's pretty cool. Time Shifter. Time Shifter. Okay, cool. Yes. So you do wow. have to pay for the. I think you get one free, and then you have to pay for it after that. But I'm not going anywhere anytime soon right. overseas. So you took advantage of the so, free. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Very and I cool. thought. I mean, it was cool. It yeah, was cool. I think cool. it'd be good for people I, who are flying a lot more. Yeah. My, 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 the way I solve flying issues is uh, to get loaded. Oh, I drink on a flight. I have never, (laughs) I have not flown since I got sober. Um, Mm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's seven years. Well, that little stretch. Because I know it gives you anxiety, right? It, I'm terrified. Flying is terrifying. Yeah. And, and so, and I never was when I was younger. Like when I was a kid, when I was in my twenties and I was in, in, and it was right around the, my 30s. I, I remember in 1999 when we were flying to New York um, to spend that, that summer in New York with uh, my adaptation of High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. We took it to New York for the Fringe Festival, the theater festival. So we were there for th- over three weeks. 
And I don't know what it was, but I was on the flight and I started freaking out. And I'd never, hmm. never hmm. freaked out. And then every time I flew after that, I was freaking out and I had, I'd have to get loaded. And I haven't flown since I stopped drinking. So I feel like um, you need to, you need to, um, how did Marge get over it? Remember she had <laughs> let, me off, it. let me off, let me off, let me yeah. off, let me off. That's my, that is my second, that's my second favorite Simpsons episode of all time. Oh. Remember when he brings what home did, the movies? He did, brings, how did she fix it? Uh, she went to Anne Bancroft. She went to, uh, uh, Lowenstein. She went to the, uh, to the, um, to the psychiatrist. And she found out well, that there you go. that well, she found out that Homer was the problem. Remember, <laughs> she. Found, I thought it was her dad. Well, there was her dad. Yeah, she was in a. Well, it was a lot of things. It was her dad, and she was in a little plane that blew up when she was. Remember, a little toy plane that blew up. Yeah. There was all this stuff, but ultimately, <laughs> it became about Homer because Homer was like, "I don't want you to see this woman because she's going to find out that I'm I'm to blame for everything." Uh, and remember yeah. when he brings well, yeah. home the, he goes, I brought home some movies for mom to, to it'll be fun. We have Hero and Alive and Fearless <laughs> and all these movies. <laughs> uh. and, and but that's the one that opens up where he goes, This lesbian bar doesn't have a fire exit. Enjoy your death trap, ladies, when he's in the <laughs> and he goes to cheers. Remember because he gets kicked out of Moe's at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. He gets kicked out of Moe's. We're taking your favorite song out of the jukebox. It's raining men. Not anymore, it ain't. And he throws the 45 of its raining men out the window, and it hits Smithers in the head as he's driving by, and he looks down, he goes, uh, and then he looks down and sees that it's called It's Raining Men. He goes, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my second favorite episode ever. Let me off, let me off, let me off. When she's running up and down. <laughs> <the plane. laughs> that would be you. That would be me. That would be me. But then my favorite episode is Frank Grimes. That's mm-hmm. my favorite episode of all mm-hmm. time. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. Marge, Marge. I believe. I think I need to go see Anne Bancroft. But she's you dead, well. so I, yeah. I can't. I can't <laughs> see her. Anyway. Yes. Well. Uh, so I'm welcome back, and I can't wait to hear about Thank Iceland you. and all the cool stuff you did, mm-hmm. the food and all the cool stuff, and the wedding and all that. But we have a couple of things that uh, that we have to uh, do before we jump into that. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, we always love to catch up on emails. We always love to catch up on voicemails. And again. Anytime you want to jump in here with your voicemails or your thoughts, or if you have a request for a megaphone message, which continues to be a thing, um, mm-hmm. our voicemail lines are 24-7. Questions, comments, anything. We love to read them and hear them back on the air. 773-417-6948. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. So Jackie sent, in a, sent us an email, another one. And if you remember, I talked about her email last time because her name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-I-E. Remember, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to spell Jackie. Mm-hmm. Well, she sent us an email to clear something up. Oh. And she says, hi, Nick. Hi, Esmeralda. Again, I was just listening to your uh, October 25th recording, and I heard that you read my email. All exclamation points. <laughs> Uh, and I wanted to clarify something. I only listen to your podcast when I'm driving alone in my car waiting for my kids' activities so they don't hear it. But not to worry. They already have big potty mouths as a result of my husband who spent t- 18 years in the Army, and me as well. Just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> so, remember I was concerned because she said, oh, yeah, I listened to it. And I was like, well, I drop <laughs> bombs all the time. And she's like, don't worry about it. My husband was in the Army. I swear all the time the kids are fine. <laughs> and then she closes by saying, I can't wait. I will see you guys on uh, November 15th at Zany's. I am so pumped. Nice. So she will be there at Zany's on November 15th. Um, so that's cool. But her kids, I guess, they know the word fuck, so it's no big deal. I can say it. Yeah. Like okay. I said, you got to learn it sometime. You have to. I, yeah, I learned it very early. Um, See? There you go. Look, you're fine. I'm. T- <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, yeah. That was always my my thing. You know how we just got out of Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, like everybody, you know, because I'm the horror film fanatic, a lot of people say, hey, what movies should I see or what horror movies? And, and people always when I was, you know, I was on when I was on the car wash, people would always call in at Halloween time and say, hey, what movies are good for kids? And I'm like, look, um, I'm not really a good person to ask because my dad took me to see The Exorcist when I was eight. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look how I turned out. So you might want to, you know, steer your kids clear. Of that kind of stuff. <laughs> so. um Next here is another uh, request for the bullhorn for the megaphone message, which I can't believe is this thing. If you would like for me to record a special message for you or someone on my crazy magic megaphone and hear it played back on the podcast, just leave me an email or or a voicemail and tell me what you want me to say, and you can hear it in the magic megaphone at 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast at gmail.com. So Anthony sends uh, an email from Racine. Um, and, uh, I would like you to do a megaphone shout out for my wife for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll play, I'm just going to play it back and then I'll explain what it is afterwards. Okay. Esmeralda? Okay. Okay. So this is for, um, this is for Jennifer, who is Anthony's wife. They, they are from Racine and, uh, this is the message he wanted me to send. Okay. This is the message. Okay. Here we go. Happy birthday, Jennifer, and stop breaking the law, asshole! Happy birthday, Jennifer, and stop breaking the law, asshole! Now, do you know what that is? Happy birthday, Jennifer, No. Stop breaking the law, asshole! Now, do you hear what he's saying? Yes. He's saying stop breaking the law, asshole. Yes. Okay, one more time. Happy birthday, Jennifer, and Stop breaking the law, asshole! Now, that, now, let me explain what that is. Uh, that's from Liar Liar. That's Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. Um, and that's the movie where he can't, he can only tell the truth. And he's mm-hmm. a lawyer. And his secretary says, uh, someone wants your legal advice on the phone. They did this, they did that. And then he grabs the phone and just go, and screams into the phone, stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> and that's because he can't not tell the truth. So um, Anthony says, I like you to do a, a megaphone shout out for my wife. Her birthday is uh, tomorrow. One of her favorite movie comedies is Liar Liar. She's seen it thousands of times and still laughs her ass off. Her favorite scene in the movie is when Jim Carrey gets on the phone with one of his clients who is always getting into trouble and screams, uh, stop breaking the law, asshole. About two weeks ago, my wife got pulled over for speeding. She was doing 72 and a 60. And it was her first ticket ever. So if you could get into the bullhorn and say, happy birthday, Jennifer, and stop breaking the law, asshole, she would laugh her ass off. So and so instead of me saying it, I thought I would actually record from the movie and actually have Jim Carrey say it, which I think would be better than me. So that's why I did it this way. Happy birthday, Jennifer, and stop breaking the law, so that's actually Jim Carrey from the movie. I think it. I think it works because can you even yell that loud without I can't, disturbing a bunch of people? <laughs> right, and I can't really. And also, uh, Jim Carrey is so much better than I am at everything. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, happy birthday, um, Jennifer, and uh, stop breaking the law, asshole. Going seventy-two and a sixty. Uh, happy birthday! And then he closes by saying, "Esmeralda is awesome," and fuck WGN. 
that's how Anthony closed that one. So nice. Yet another megaphone <laughs> uh, message. It's amazing to me that, that this has taken off and become a thing, Esmeralda. I just don't. I love it. I uh, love that people are embracing it. Happy birthday, Jennifer. And <laughs> stop breaking the law, Okay. There you go. All right. Um, nice. You are. So explain. Set this up. Your Collins. It was a brother got married. Yes. Collins brother um, got married in Iceland. They, he had proposed to his his fiance now wife uh, in Iceland, so then it seemed pretty appropriate. And they loved. He's gone a few times, uh, done the whole thing of the uh, what is called the Ring Road, which is essentially the road that takes you uh, the whole way around Iceland. Hmm. Uh, I learned that it could take you like if you don't stop, it's like twenty four hours uh, wow. to drive the whole thing it's not a very big country um but you you drive this and along the way you see just like amazing things and they did it they they had a caravan and they um they they did the whole thing um so that's when he proposed to her at some point i i'm not quite exactly sure when but the wedding uh was then uh decided to be in iceland uh, so that is where we were. We went to uh, the wedding itself was in a place called Budir. Uh, and that place is only inhabited by essentially this hotel and this church. Whoa. <clears throat> um, because like next, uh, it's, I think it's kind of a thing. Like there's little houses like everywhere, but it's pretty much its own thing. And like there's a little sign that goes Budir. And then you turn and then that's supposedly all of Budir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Budir is like two and a half, two hours away from Reykjavik, the the main, the big city of Iceland. Um, So Budir is gorgeous. The little hotel is gorgeous. And then next to it is this very death metal looking church. Cool. (laughs) Uh, We kept joking that if anyone's ever watched um, Metalocalypse. Sure. We always would. We joked that like Squizgard's parents <laughs> were gonna come out and like greet us because there are these like very Nordic, Swedish, like frightening right. old people in right, right. like black outfits. <laughs> That's just yeah. We played some Metalocalypse as we drove up to the hotel. That's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. What's the name of the church um, again? Uh, the church is just called like the Black. It's the Black Church. The Black Church. It's okay. just it's the Black Church. Um, and it's like, it's, it's a little up the road from the hotel. Um, I'm assuming the church was there before the hotel, Yeah. but it's a, it's a huge destination, um, for weddings. Like people, uh, love to go there. So then, you know, it's a whole thing. Like we had the the reception quote unquote, uh, at the hotel, we stayed at the hotel for a few days. Um, there was only about 12 of us. Mm-hmm. In the wedding party total, probably including um, the bride and groom. <laughs> so it was very small. It was a very small affair. Um, but it was lovely. It's a gorgeous area. There's just mountains everywhere. You'll see like waterfalls going down some of those mountains. So it was it was a gorgeous, like I, you know, to get married up there was a great idea for them. And we saw a little bit, a little bit that night of some northern light cool kind of we think (laughs) we didn't see anything like what you see in 
TV or in pictures and stuff, but we kind of saw like, like kind of lights up in the sky. Um, but yeah, that's the, the wedding was, was lovely. It was super short, um, in Icelandic pretty much. It was, I don't even know what religion it was, but it was a lady priest and she had on a big old, um, like accordion collar. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> was, it was it a religious? I mean, she was talked about Jesus. Was it a religious collar? Was it a, uh, something like a part I of guess. her? I mean, she was like in a, she was in like priest looking stuff, but it was like not, it wasn't Catholic. It was something else. Yeah. Beats okay. me what it could be. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, whatever their religion is. I believe like a lot of people are Lutheran. I don't know. Sure. It was what fine. The hell? What we the talked hell? about it was Jesus, God, whatever. It was all the same, right? <laughs> You're all worshiping the same God. Yeah, it's Jesus, it's God, whatever. I'm totally it's with you. It's all the same. Yeah, that's the same shit. I'm totally It's all I'm, the same. It's all the same shit. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm totally with so you. So it was lovely, though. Um, we had a little, just a little, like I said, the reception was in the, the church. They had an Icelandic singer, like a little singer songwriter. Bjork? Was it Bjork? Person. No, could you imagine? Oh, oh um, although, let me tell you. Okay, so the the wedding was lovely. It was great. Blah blah blah. The days before that, we hung out. So we got in earlier than everybody else. We met everybody on Saturday. We got in uh, Friday. Right. So we had all Friday to just hang out, um, and then Saturday we met up with the other people at this Lag- blue lagoon which is um hot springs it's it's a very touristy place was uh, um, was you... brook she- brook shields there no no do you remember the um, movie unfortunately yeah blue lagoon yes <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a big uh, movie for me Esmeralda. i was 15 when that movie came out so oh. i was like ah, you know yeah christopher <laughs> atkins running around with his balls hanging out and you know and nice. um and and brook shields <laughs> yeah i saw that movie many times in the theater when i was 15 so Okay, so you went to the Blue Lagoon, hung out. Yeah, so it's just a it's a hot spring essentially, yeah. very tourist. Like the the water is literally blue, so you just sit in there. It's got minerals and stuff. Um, but we met them on that was on Saturday. That night, we uh, were off by ourselves, and we had dinner at this lovely place where we had whale. What? We tried whale. It was not bad. Really? I don't think it? I would eat it again, but it tasted what did it, taste so like? it was like Can charred. You, it, yeah. So it was charred. So it kind of had when you when you first started chewing, it had the charredness of a steak, and then once you got further into the middle of it, which was and it was rare, and it was really dark. It it looked like steak, or like mm. a like dark tuna. Um, okay. And that's what it kind of tasted like it towards the rare bit. It tasted very oceany, very fish like. Yeah, yeah. But the outside chard was like the steak, and then it would turn into essentially like a fish ocean taste. Cool. It wasn't bad. It was quite I would tender. Try it. Now, was it, I wouldn't what, eat it what, again because it, it was okay. It didn't taste the, te- the, the most texture, amazing thing. The, te- the texture was was it rubbery? Was it was it? Well, no, it was like it was um it was like eating like raw. Said, tuna- yeah, it was like eating yeah, raw okay. fish like okay. a like sashimi or whatever, like yeah, yeah, Japanese yeah. sushi. Yeah. Um, it was lovely. I didn't, okay. I, I didn't, like I said, I wouldn't eat it again. I wasn't that like into it, but it was good. I, I don't like, think okay. you get, a, here in America, I don't think you're getting a lot of chances to eat whale. I don't think that's. I don't <laughs> think you can eat whale. But you know, you know that they, they used to call. A... 
it might be illegal. I know in Alaska, um, Inuits um, yeah. have whale. Like that's yep. kind of their like a dish yep. of theirs, but it's totally different. Like theirs is frozen and like completely mm-hmm. raw and this, all that. But um, you know, and you know that the, find the whale that anywhere. Burger King used to call their fish sandwich the whaler. Did you know that? Oh, was it? They did, what, did, they did. did they say it was whale? <laughs> no, they just called it the whaler. I don't know. You can look that up. I'm pretty sure it was Burger King. It may, if it wasn't Burger King, it was Jack in the Box. But one of the fast food places, I'm almost positive it was Burger King. Their fish sandwich was called the whaler. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not making that up. And I'm pretty sure it was Burger King. Um, but it yeah. was definitely a very popular fast food chain. Their fish sandwich was called the whaler. Yeah. So. Um, but we had that, we had a, we had a lovely dinner, um, at this restaurant. I couldn't tell you how to pronounce it, but we had, we, we did the hits. We had some salmon, which is, you know, you're supposed to, they have amazing salmon up there in Iceland. We had them. They're apparently huge with lamb. Uh, and then, uh, we went to a cocktail bar, um, somewhere. I, I forgot what it was. I think it was called Vador. Uh, and we're just sitting there. We're sitting at the bar, and this guy walks over, and he's. I have, I was having a beer, and he's like, "Why are you drinking a beer in a in a, this cocktail bar? They make the most amazing drinks." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I didn't know." <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he strikes up a chat with us, and we find out his name is Galah. He is from Israel. Israel he is okay. yes now living in Iceland. Uh, he is a tour guide, and he was telling us about. All the things that have some of the things that have happened to him, such as meeting celebrities. He said that this one time he was driving on a road. So their their winters get crazy. Like oh, yeah. in the bits. It gets it gets pretty crazy. And he yeah. said he was driving down a road and it got very dangerous to the point where his car just got ruined. Like he like it was either hail or something hit him where it it broke the glass. He had to call emergency services, and they essentially took him to the nearest hotel. And it was, like, in the middle of nowhere. And he comes in all, like, bruised up and cut in his face from the glass flying. And he just is walking into the hotel, I probably going to the bar, whatever, finding out information. And do you know who comes up to him? Bjork. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, come on. The patron saint. The patron, <laughs> yeah. the patron saint of Matthew, the Nick D podcast. Matthew McConaughey was there filming Interstellar with oh. Anne Hathaway, Matt Damon, yep. and um, uh, Christopher Nolan. Right. They were all there at this little hotel. Oh, and Matthew God. McConaughey was the one who came up because he saw he was like all like beat up. And he was like, oh, my God, what happened to you? And he invited him over to sit with them. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, he said Matthew McConaughey was like the nicest dude. Um, Anne Hathaway was pretty cold towards him, and I forget what he said about Matt Damon. I don't, I don't think I think Matt Damon was whatever. Yeah, Christopher Nolan maybe might have been fine too, but Matthew McConaughey was like the one who stuck out and was super. Of course nice. he was. Of course he was. Yes. Yes. He also and, told and that us movie, that he... and that and, and and that's one of my favorite fucking movies ever. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. Wow. And so I'm sorry. He said he said also what now? Uh, he also told us that he knows Bjork's stepmother and had Christmas dinner at the house with Bjork there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He says he lives like, a li- he lives very close to Bjork, like now. 
Um, oh my god! And he has gotten to know the stepmother, and like she invited him over for dinner, and she he said that he brought a salad with a honey mustard dressing, and during dinner Bjork said not like one word to him. He she was very quiet, like very introverted. She eventually did say while they were eating, "Who made the salad?" And he goes, "Oh, I did." And she's like, "It's nice." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, was it anything special? And he's like, no, it's just lettuce, tomato, cucumbers, some Right. Did he did she so like, she I guess cut... she liked the honey mustard dressing. Who, 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 who made the salad? It is nice. Oh it's my nice. god. Sal- just like sal- salad is nice. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> just the idea that like you're sitting there eating with Bjork. That's amazing. <laughs> wow, those are great stories. That dude's got yeah, some great he had, stories. He had some interesting stuff. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty um, cool. I think he said he had met somebody else, and I can't remember. Yeah. Who it well, was. fuck. Who cares at that point? Yeah, but because <laughs> it's like a, such a tiny. I mean, like, yeah. that one is just crazy. Like to no, be stuck in this terrible weather, and then to just be injured, and you're probably just like flustered because, like, yeah. oh man. And then I just hey, got man, out with my life. What's wrong with you, man? Come on over, have <laughs> with a drink. McConaughey. This is uh, this oh. is Chris. This is Chris Nolan. This is Annie Hathaway. He, he truly comes out like a saint. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, and, and you know what, as well, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. You know what I mean? Like a story, to hear a story like that about Matthew McConaughey, I'm not surprised at all. He just seems like he's the coolest yeah. dude in the world. No, it seems completely yeah. plausible. Wow, what a great yeah, story. He was, what a great yeah, story. Yeah, Galad was a lovely guy. We actually, yeah. we, we got his WhatsApp. In yeah. And I was thinking, like, if we ever go back, we should get him as a tour guide. Um, but he does, sure. yeah, he does tours all over the place. Oh, that's so and then cool. we met his friend. Uh, who I, I couldn't tell you his actual name, but they were calling him Reindeer. <laughs> I guess it sounded like that. And they're like, it's Reindeer. Oh my <laughs> and I was like, okay, bye, That's Reindeer. So cool. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. What was the weather like uh, while yeah. you were there? Was the weather okay? It was there? not bad at all. It was like 40s. Mm-hmm. Like mid mid to low 40s. Yeah. It was supposed to be rainy the entire time. And it maybe it would rain like a little bit. It would like sprinkle and then stop and then sprinkle some more. But there was never a point where I was like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here. I'm soaking wet. Never, never happened. I did wear my rain boots, my like snow boots the whole time because I thought it was going to be bad. Right. But it was it wasn't. I brought a poncho. I brought an umbrella. You were ready. (laughs) You were ready and, and you didn't use any of it. Yeah. Oh, that's Use so cool! And then the we- and the wedding went well, and uh, everything was beautiful. Yeah, the and- wedding was lovely. Um, the the thing that happened to us afterwards, so we had another day. The wedding was on Monday, um, and we left the hotel Tuesday to then uh, go back to Reykjavik. And on the way, we were going to do a whole tour, um, like our own, our own little self guided tour of that area, and then a little south of Reykjavik. Yeah. And maybe an hour after we left the hotel, our car started overheating. Uh, oh, we no. were like, we don't know what was wrong. We opened the hood and we saw that the or the coolant cap was missing. It had oh. either flown off or it was oh. never there to begin with. Oh man! And, <laughs> and this was we were. Did you, did you rent this from the airport? Yeah, um, yeah. It was a rental. We rented um, from Hertz. Right. Uh, we okay. were essentially in, I mean, we were not in a city. Oh, God. We okay. were kind of in the middle of nowhere. And thank God that, that Colin, he actually got his 
his self-service has service out there. So he had service and like he could use it because I had nothing. Right. I was going off of Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, wherever there was, which in Reykjavik, there's a lot of places with Wi-Fi. Like sure. every restaurant has Wi-Fi. Everybody sure. has Wi-Fi. Sure. Um, but we were like in the middle. We were in the like the country. So it's like it's like this could have turned into the Blair Witch Project at any point. Kind of. Um, luckily, <laughs> it was still daytime, and then there was like a couple houses like we could that we could see, but it was just a little more unsettling because it's just like mountains around us. Yeah, of course. And then yeah. just and grass and as whatever they call and, grass. Yeah, and <laughs> you're in Iceland. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that too. It was a little scary. We had to call. We called their. Um, they're like emergency breakdown, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're AAA. And they yeah. were just like, okay, well, can you drive it? And we're like, yeah, but it overheats. So we essentially were going like 10 miles an hour oh, on a God. highway yeah. <laughs> to get to the next city, oh, which was like 20 God. minutes away. Luckily, it was oh. close. But still, it was uh, it was a scary. little scary. Yeah, that's scary. And then, yeah, luckily, it was just that cap. And they were they drove us a cap. They drove the guy that we we had on the phone from the the AAA whatever it was. He drove a cap out to us, and then the oh. car was fine. Wow! But we like lost hours of time. Yeah. So we couldn't go do like all this wow. stuff that we wanted to do. Um. But I did get to eat some garlic bread at this lovely cafe, <laughs> uh, in a place called Burgeness. Bargain, okay. bargain, barnness. While we waited till we could get a coolant cap, <laughs> a coolant cap for your for your radiator. So we ate a lovely yogurt cake, and I ate some garlic bread. <laughs> well, all right. So and there then, was that at least, that, uh, yeah. and we didn't die. You didn't die in the middle of Iceland, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, it was the weather. It was. We weren't there like in the middle. Yeah. Could have been winter worse. or anything because that could be. Re- yeah, it could get real bad. Could have been. But we're been not. Worse. We're not that kind of adventurers. We wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um. But that then we got we got back. We got to the hotel and we ate, um, their fast food, which is supposed to kind of mimic McDonald's. It's called mm-hmm. Octu Taktu. Octu Taktu. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, my, it's that's, okay. that's, that's, that's my favorite U two album, Octu Talk to. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was fine. It's not as what like was it burgers? What you was would it... think. Yeah, it's just like fast food burgers. Yeah. Um, they had it cracks me up. They had a a deal of like, it was um the way you would say it, I guess, is D. It was D I American Dream. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So it's D D I American. With a K, American, and then Dream, oh, D-R-I-M. Right. right. And it's a burger. It's a double cheeseburger, fries, and a drink. <laughs> and that's America right there. That's the yeah, that's their combo, their American combo, it, apparently. But they have a bunch when, of other burgers and stuff, and it was fine. When it we was went okay. To, when we went to uh, Ireland, uh, when we stayed in Dublin one night, we were out, I mean, getting drunk, which is what we did a lot. But we were walking back, yeah. and there was a McDonald's. Right off of Grafton in the middle of Dublin. Um, mm-hmm. And they had, and we were walking, and we didn't want to go to McDonald's while we were there. You know what I mean? While we were there, we went to Why you not? Know, we, they have well, different McDonald's. I know. They have but different it was stuff. Like, but then I saw in the window that they had the America burgers. Mm-hmm. And that while we were there, it just so happened that the, the you know, the days that we were there, uh, uh, they had the they were featuring the Chicago burger and I'm like well fuck we have to go oh well yeah you have to get it I have to get a Chicago burger 
Oh, of course. And, uh, you know, but I mean, but obviously we didn't opt for the fast food. We opt for the fish and chips. We opt for the, you know, for, for the curry and stuff that you get when you're yeah. drunk in Ireland. Not the kind of, you know, like I could, I could get White Castle. I can get McDonald's here. But we're in Ireland. I wanted to get right. curry. I wanted to get fish and chips. I wanted to get the proper Irish drunk food. You know, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, but we went and, I, and the Chicago burger was basically like a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce. And I was like, how the hell is yeah. this Chicago? Yeah. So I just wanted to see what their interpretation of Chicago was in Dublin. And it was wrong. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. And yeah, the, um, so they don't have McDonald's in Iceland. Mm. Um, so this is kind of their answer to it. There's only one. Octu There's only one of these places. Oh, okay. Octu Taktu. There's Octu, only one. Taktu. Okay. We didn't right. see any more of them. All right. um, this It seems like it was the only one. Yeah, they don't really... I mean, they have, like, burgers and stuff, but it's not, like, here, how we have fast food everywhere. Did they have, like... Was there a wacky mascot? You know, like your clown? No. Or like, no? Nope. No wacky mascot? No. <laughs> Nothing that I saw. And okay. on the website, there's there isn't anything either. They do have... They have a couple of stands of this, which is um, hot dogs. It's uh, an Icelandic hot dog, which is longer... Yeah. Than what we're used to. Yeah, I've seen. Um, I've seen this. By the way, I've seen this on Food Network. Um, yeah. When they've and done like, it's like sweeter. Fa- That's what I've heard. I've I've seen that on Food. Like when Food Network does their hey fast food from around the world. I remember yeah. seeing um, Iceland hot dog or Icelandic hot dogs or hot dogs from that area that were longer yeah, yeah. And, we- and kind of weird. And what did they put on them or what? How did they dress them? Um. So they do um onion and they do a sweet mustard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and crispy onions. Mm. Was it good? Yeah. No, it's fine. It was perfectly yeah. fine. It's just, it is a little off-putting when it's, it's, this one's just sweet. Yeah. This one's on the sweet side. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, Colin, I didn't get to do this. So on the rehearsal dinner, we went to this little, this little gorgeous restaurant in the town next to the hotel. Okay. I couldn't tell you how to say it. Um, but it was, we walk in, it's like a little house. Um, the guy, the Mater D, essentially wearing um, skull a skull patterned uh, suit jacket, tie, and he had a dollar sign necklace because it's Halloween and kids were were actually trick or treating. It was it was kind of weird. So they it were was like celebrating a tiny they suburban were ce- town. They were celebrating Halloween, kind of like how we do here. Yeah, kind of. In this little town, they were doing it. So you, you, we drove in, and you could see little kids trick or treating and stuff. And the the Maynard D at this place, the host, essentially, he he was all dressed up too. Um, but we we eat, and it was it was wonderful. I had some cod. I had um, uh, redfish, which is I believe perch for mm-hmm. for us here in the U.S. We call it mm-hmm. perch. Mm-hmm. We it was great. It was a lovely dinner. And then while we're eating, like two people came in. One one man, and he was like laughing uproariously he he had he was like an all black he i might have had some kind of makeup he had a costume essentially but okay. like they just invited him he like came in and he was like he was like a ghost or something i don't i couldn't tell you um and they just gave him a beer and then he left nice. <laughs> and then the next person came in and again dressed up in like halloween kind of scary and <laughs> Again, they just came in and then I don't know, they were given something and they walked out. But they were both adults. <laughs> wow. So adult trick or treating with booze. Yeah, they were okay. like, I don't know if this was the thing of just like, oh, it's fun. It's you know, yeah. it's so and so from the town who comes oh, in see. on Halloween and does oh, the it's thing. Cra- it's crazy it was, old 
It's crazy old Gorsha yeah. coming in. It's like and, he uh, just loves to dress up and yeah. he comes in. It was just yeah. a, it was fun slash like, okay, this yeah. is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. well, um, but at the end of the meal, um, Colin took, took a, a shine to the host and the host took a shine to Colin. He uh, had offered him, so Colin had for dessert, he had had the most, the Icelandic uh, dessert, which is like a rye bread that's all mushed up. And it's kind of bitter, yeah. and it had a little bit of, like, cream in it. It kind of tastes like just bread pudding, but it was a little um, bitter. Okay. And But the host is like, oh, I hated it. I, I, I didn't – I hated eating this as a kid, blah, blah, blah. Colin eats it, and he's like, yeah, it was great. And he's like, oh, well, you let's let's have you try this then. And he gave him what is the big, uh, the big fun thing to eat is shark. He got to eat the Icelandic shark. So – Hold on, hold on. You had whale and shark while you were. Yeah, well, he got to eat whale. I did not get to eat the whale, which I'm kind of Wait, glad you ate I didn't whale. get to eat. You it. ate whale. You ate whale. You didn't eat I shark. I ate the whale. No right. shark. Right. I okay. didn't get to eat shark. So they bring out, it was on the menu as an appetizer, but the thing is, this stuff is pretty rancid. It is fermented shark. They give you a little, they gave, he gave, the host gave Colin a cube, just a little cube of it. Right. It is fermented shark. Um, that I believe has been well before. Apparently, used to be fermented in people's urine. <laughs> sure. Not more. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, it is uh, fermented after for so many days, um, but it has this ammonia taste to it and smell yeah. to the point where he told him like, "Don't don't smell it. Don't smell it. Just put it in your mouth. Start chewing." And he told him to chew so many times, and then he's like, "No, you gotta breathe. Breathe." breathe because you could tell i was sitting next to colin the poor you could see him like yeah like you could see him kind of retching um but he did it he ate it and then you drink it with a shot of brenovin which is their it's aquavit so it's like an anise flavored um liquor but yeah it's it's supposed to be like the big it's that's the big funny like (laughs) let's eat fermented shark because no one really eats it anymore yeah all right. Well, let's have the tourists eat that shit. Let's give it to the tourists and see what they. Yeah, do. <laughs> apparently some people do like it because I guess yeah. after a while, like if you eat that, like if you're just eating one after the other, the flavor just kind of gets sure. dull in your mouth, so it's fine. Wow. All right. Well, it sounds like you had a, yeah. a pretty interesting time, man. Oh man. Yeah, we had a good time. It was fun. That's awesome. Well, welcome back, um, and uh, and we're we're happy to have you back, and uh, looking you. forward to uh, everybody's looking forward to seeing you live, Esmeralda, as we all are. At Zanies and Rosemont, and that's on Tuesday, nice. November fifteenth. The Nick D uh, podcast live eight four seven eight one three zero four eight four or rosemont.zanies.com to get your tickets. If you want to be a part of the Nick D podcast in general, voicemail twenty four seven 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 three four one seven six nine four eight. Drop us an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. You want to advertise with us? Sales at radiomisfits.com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs not only for all the work that he does all the time on the podcast, but for being an incredibly fun interview on this episode yeah um and uh rate and review us on every platform check us out um my thanks to everybody at radio misfits esmeralda welcome back i'm so glad you're back and i'm glad you had a good time and you ate whale i'm very happy about that yeah so (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a fantastic time and uh next time on the podcast dan feinberg is going to join us for his bi-weekly visit we'll talk about tv lots to talk about there and uh and there you go and again get your tickets for uh the nick d podcast live zanies and rosemont uh Tuesday, November 15th. And Esmeralda, I will talk to you soon. And again, welcome back. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on the Nick D Podcast. Bye.